welcome to You Are the Host, the podcast where you are the host. And by you, I mean my buddy, Josiah. What's going on, man? Thanks for coming on. You know, not much. I'm just glad to be here. Hell yeah, man. This is the number one podcast in the universe. Not even a single episode uploaded yet, but number one podcast in the universe. You know, definitely rated five stars already. Uh, You know, I've been here for all of five seconds, and already this is going to be just incredible. Honestly, I think we could just stop recording right now and just upload this. You know, honestly, we might have to, um, you know, just see how it lands and kind of go from there. You know, from a business perspective, you know, time is money. And at this point, we're, we're going to be rich. Yeah, honestly, that would be like the biggest fucking flex is if a podcast was only like five seconds long for each episode. And yet they were like number one. Well, I mean, there's plenty of people that do it, uh, not necessarily for podcasts, but like you look at Vine, like short content right now is just huge. Yeah, but can you do that with just audio? I guess you might be able to. Dude, ASMR exists for a reason. Yeah, let's do the whole episode like this. Let me just deep throat my mic real quick. <laughs> like you're gonna you're gonna hear the sounds of my throat, and you know that's just how it's gonna be. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. I think we could upload this to a couple different websites in that case. You know, we we might have to. Yeah, honestly, I think we're doing the wrong thing. We gotta film porns instead. <laughs> Anyway, well, I mean, I mean, basically rich on OnlyFans at this point. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. All right, oh man. I got a little, I got a little controversial topic I wanted to talk about. Already? Oh boy. Yeah, we're gonna get into the high, high ticket controversies. Um, the high ticket controversies. Am I the only one that's bothered? Like, I'm not gonna complain. You know, when I want ice cream and somebody offers me an ice cream cone, why am I the only one who thinks this is a bad thing? Ice cream cones. Yeah, yeah, not the actual ice cream. I love ice cream. The cone itself, to me, pointless. It depends on, I think it depends. If it's like DQ soft serve and it's like actually in the cone, you know what, I, I can do that. Because, you know, in some places like do it up, like cover it in chocolate and whatever else. Like, I'm okay with that. But the places that scoop your ice cream into the little balls and just kind of stick it in there and you end up with an empty cone with the ice cream ball on top, that's useless. So what do you mean sprinkle the stuff on there? Are you, are you saying like decorating the cone itself? Yeah, you go to like those really like fancy places. I know like Cold Stone, they oh, have like fancy. chocolate covered. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But like your plain old, you know, kitty cone, eh, I can, I can go without. I mean, I'd rather put it in a bowl. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, unless it's uh, one of those, I don't know what the difference is between a sugar cone and a, what's the one that, I guess it's a waffle cone, the one that's at a point. Don't all cones come to a point? No, because the one cones, they have a flat bottom. Oh, yeah. that Yeah, no, I think waffle cones are the coney ones. And then uh, I think sugar cones are like the, the typical, like, you know, dollar store. Here's your cone. Hate your life kind okay. of thing. Yeah, yeah. So the waffle cones, those aren't so bad. Those are okay. No. The, yeah, I, I know people like crush them up and put them on top. So, I mean, I guess, they, I guess, well, okay, sugar cones, eh. Waffle cones is where it's at. Yeah, waffle cones. Waffle cones with chocolate, chocolate dip waffle cones. I'll go with that. I can. You know, I could, I could, I could manage that. Do you fuck with bread bowls at all? That kind of reminded me of bread bowls. No, bread bowls, man. I they're just so pointless. My fiance got one the other day at Panera, and it's just, it's just not worth it. Like, oh yeah, man. You get like, you get like half a cup of soup, and you get like a softball sized loaf of bread. Yeah, but the soup fucking soaks into the bowl, and then it's just this nice flavorful soggy bread i think it's fantastic <laughs> flavorful soggy bread has no purpose in life 
Flavorful soggy bread sounds terrible, but I would buy that if they advertised that in store. Soggy bread? They're like, here, here's pre-made flavorful soup-flavored soggy bread. Dude, I tell you what, we are definitely in the wrong business doing podcast shit. I mean, at this point, we really need to get into OnlyFans and soggy bread. <laughs> soggy bread? That's definitely, I'm doing this right now, that's definitely a, a category of porn. Hold on. <laughs> what, about, what, about, what about soggy soggy bread OnlyFans? Yeah, soggy bread only fans. ASMR. Hold on, I'm gonna. T- oh God, there's a link to porn. Soggy Hub. bread ASMR. Oh my God. There's a link to Pornhub. Soggy bread. Hey, That's the category. Rule thirty four, baby. There, there it is. I'm. The so internet confused. never sees. Do you want to hear this title? I'm about to read this title. Hold on. Oh Pub- God, stepsister. <laughs> I don't know. Public bath at a hot spring in soggy sex. Make him orgasm with titty fuck and soggy sex. What is soggy sex, anyways? I don't know. Soggy cream pie? There we go. That's what we're looking for. <laughs> you know, I would never describe something that's supposed to be, you know, sexual as soggy. Yeah, that sounds terrible. People are people hate the word moist, but they're aiming their anger towards the wrong word because soggy is way worse than moist. It depends on the context. I mean, soggy, I feel like, you know, it's just, you know, it's penetrated into and it's like... I don't know, it's like growing mold soggy. I mean, I just think of soggy bread. Oh, God. Uh, so moldy cream pie? <laughs> Fuck. Yes, yes. I mean, that's got to be a thing, too. I'm not even going to... We're I'm not Googling no, this. <laughs> no, we're, we're skipping this. We're skipping this. I've already made a mistake but, by Googling the first thing. <laughs> clearly, your internet provider is probably curious about you. Uh, yeah, well, they have been for a while, let's be honest. That that's fair. That is fair. <laughs> yeah, I'm, over here, is... I'm over here trying to find all this Satan merch and shit. <laughs> Satan merch, that'll do it to you too. Satan, Satan merch, merch and Taco and... Bell porn. Taco Bell porn? Oh my god. That's a legit thing. I love it. Do you th- oh what's that like Korean mukbangs? Is that food porn? Uh technically, but technically not. It does it's not always sexual. Like mukbangs are I would... just for people who wanna like eat. Like there's a lot of like really anorexic People watch that shit. For what? They getting off on mukbangs? Uh, no, they're not getting off on it. They're just like, they want to live vicariously through that person because they wish they could eat that much food. You know, that is probably the most interesting thing. Yeah, I, I found that one time uh, researching that shit. Wild. I want to find this picture. Wild. Yeah, here it is. I sent this picture to my coworkers. Yeah, Taco Bell porn. That's what we were talking about before. It's going to be in the Not Safe for Work channel. Taco Bell, man. Yeah. Look at that picture. <laughs> you're ru- you're ruining Taco Bell for me. Honestly, <laughs> let me just let me just describe this to everybody. I mean, I I have a lady in front of me, uh, sitting in a chair. I mean, totally spread eagle. I mean, happy as can be. I mean, it you know, it, she really looks like she's enjoying herself. Um, with the logo just like a generic Taco Bell logo just splattered across the front, and they replaced her taco with a Taco Supreme. Uh, just kind of squeeze it in there. I can't tell you guys you know, how much I, I love this. <laughs> You know, I thought about going to get Taco Bell, and it's just not worth it anymore. Are you kidding? Dude, I love this picture. Okay, so I got to admit, I love this picture because of how hilarious it is, but also I just love tacos and Taco Bell. But then, you do you have it enlarged right now on your screen or no? Why the hell would I enlarge it on my screen? Enlarge it on your screen, and then, it weirds, and then I weird myself out, because doesn't this girl look like too young to be in this picture? And this is where we stop talking about that. She's not, clearly. This is a legit pornographic photo. She is above 18, for the audience knowing, listening. 
She's above 18. Yeah. Confirmed. Dude. I. Okay. Well, they can't. This would be. The, Google would not show me this image if she was not 18. This would be ripped There's off of their website. Tec- technically, there is no nudity here. There isn't. You're right. But the original picture definitely showed nudity. <laughs> you don't know that. Okay. You're right. I don't know for sure, but I can uh, imagine what was there before. This could, this could be, be a deep fake for all I know. Kind of does look like a deep fake, honestly. That could be you laying there with a taco between your legs. That actually is me. I kind of thought I recognized these legs. Man, you as a woman. That's interesting. All right, Josiah, enough about Taco Bell porn. Uh, you, you are the host of this podcast, so hit me with Sadly enough, today. well, I'm going to hit you with the biggest segue you've ever heard. Uh, you know, I, I actually brought myself my, uh, my favorite family annihilator. Um, so I hope you're, I hope you're ready. Your favorite family annihilator? Hold on, are we sure we're done talking about the porn segment? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, but... Uh, John List is a family annihilator. Um, he was born September 17th, 1925, and died in 2008. So, I mean, it's relatively, yeah, relatively recent. He died in 19, um, 1978? No, he died in 2008. Oh, in 2008. Okay, yeah, that's pretty recent then, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So, a uh, little backstory on John List. Can I guess? Um, Can I make this fun by guessing? Honestly, go for it. Is this a? Is this just like a cla- your like your classic cult story? No. Okay, then I'm excited. Let's hear about it. <laughs> okay, cool. John List was an accountant. Um, long time ago, and I'm not gonna go. I mean, I'll be completely like honest with you. This is from another podcast that did like three hours on this. Uh, I'm not gonna do that. But I'll give you the gist of it. I don't know. So we got John List here. He was an accountant uh, some in New Jersey. Um, he had a family and uh, family um, wife and three children, I should say. And then also his mother. And they all lived together in this big house. Um, his wife, if I can find that just off the top of my head. Let me pause, oh, yeah, you. Helen. Let me pause you for a second. This guy's name is John List, and he's an accountant, yes. where for his work he lists things. This ain't Correct. This is a fake-ass story. This is I the should ever... not. Okay, no, all right, no, no. all right, let's it do John List, though, was known basically for being incredibly, incredibly dull. I mean, he was boring, and that was what people knew him for. All in all, he pretty much hated life, like the rest of us. Um his wife, Helen, was incredibly needy from what I remember. She was one who wanted the most extravagant of everything. So he had an awesome house that they could barely afford. He was making payments on it, and it was something, it was purely for Helen. Uh, he kept it and, you know, to make her happy. Um, later, um, basically... John List lost his job, and this is kind of where everything starts. Um, John List was essentially um, very religious as well. He spent a lot of time in the church um, and spent a lot of time talking with his pastor. His pastor was someone he was really close to. But anywho, he lost his job and he didn't have the heart to tell his family. So 
he basically came home and every day he would get up and leave like he was going to work. Um, he typically would just go somewhere and like read the paper and come back. Um, he did this for, I want to say a couple of months. It was a while, but basically his family had no idea he wasn't working. Bill started piling up and still kind of was working against him. And he decided that the, basically the best idea here was to kill his entire family. Oh yeah. That got dark. You know, it, it gets, yeah. I mean, if I was in debt that bad, it might be a lucrative option. I mean, <laughs> kids are expensive. Yeah. That's why you kill them before they're born. Oh God. <laughs> but anyways, John list, uh, essentially decided he was going to kill his family because um, he didn't want them going to hell uh, over his debt and not being able to afford their lifestyle. And that's whatever. John List, though, being incredibly dull and incredibly a good accountant, uh, he was incredibly into planning. Uh, he like went planning, and he... like planning murders. Yeah, sounds like. Exactly. So, you know, he wasn't going to work, so he had plenty of time to think about it. So, John List basically told the high school that the kids were going to, that they were going to go visit their, like, sick family member in, like, North Carolina or something. So, the school essentially thought the children were going to be gone uh, for a while. He also told his wife's company that she worked for, that she was going to be gone for a while as well. Um, same kind of deal with the family thing. And all in all, those places believed it. You know, they have no reason not to. He went to the bank, withdrew the money or closed the account or, you know, did whatever he did there. And then he also canceled the milk deliveries and the mail. He had the mail forward um, somewhere else. So, the front of the house wouldn't be wouldn't have milk on it, wouldn't have papers on it, wouldn't have anything. And no one would have no reason to come to the house. And he, I believe he, yeah, didn't have a job. So all in all, he decided it was time to kill his family and his mother. His mother lived upstairs, and he didn't want her to go through any of this, too. So he decided, yeah, why not? Her, too. Yeah, you got to clean up the bloodline, you know? Got to keep things exactly. on the tight and narrow. He is an accountant, after all. He wants to make sure all things are checked. Yes, yes, yes. One day in 1971, List shot and killed his wife, Helen, his 16-year-old daughter, Patricia, and his 15-year-old son, John. Uh, John was his 13-year-old son. And his mother aged 85. They were basically shot throughout the day. Um, List saw the children off to school and then shot his wife in the kitchen And as, he, as she sipped her customary morning coffee. Then he went up to the third floor and murdered his mother laying in her bed. She was, I believe, sick or something. She didn't really come down much, but she didn't want her asking questions or anything. Patricia, the daughter, uh, came home from school. Uh, he shot her. Uh, and then the youngest son came home. And he actually had time to make himself a sandwich. And yeah, then he had a meal. Him. He had his last meal on death row, you know what I'm saying? Pretty much. But uh, basically what happened was, you know, he killed these people all over the house and he brought them all into their ballroom. Uh, 
you know, you think after you shoot someone, you're going to leave a big old blood trail and whatever else. But he had it planned throughout the day. He had time to clean it up. So in the morning, his wife and mother, dead, move him into the ballroom. Kids come home, shot, shot, ballroom. All in all, it worked out. He chucked the bodies in sleeping bags, piled them up in the ballroom, and turned off all the lights, or turned on all the lights in the house except for the ballroom. Basically, to everyone looking from the street, it looks like they were home. It you know looked like any old day, and no one really asked questions. John List ended up fleeing to Colorado somewhere for 18 years. He was basically out in Colorado. Uh, the only reason that the bodies were even found was light bulbs started burning out in the house. Um, and there was one teacher who heard from the daughter about something like theater related. And he came to check on the house and just kind of saw a whole bunch of sleeping bags. Um, didn't really ask too many questions about it uh, and actually ended up going home. But all in all, started noticing light bulbs going out and people checked the house and they found all these bodies. List was smart enough to remove all the photos of himself from the house. So nobody knew what he looked like even. Uh, back then, you know, internet really wasn't a thing. And he got away with it for 18 years. I mean, this wasn't that long ago. Wouldn't they have some type of record of him owning that house and a picture? Or did I miss something that you were saying that made that covered up? No, they 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 knew that John List existed. I mean, they knew he was a person, but they don't they don't have you know big databases like they do now. Like you're not going to have your picture on file with you know the police department unless you did something. And John List was the most boring dude you could ever meet. I he didn't do anything. He's the type of guy that would drive. Yeah, he's the type of guy that would drive like five miles an hour. Under the speed limit, just because. Yeah, we're going to... I'm going to go on a tangent real quick in the middle of you explaining who John List is, just because you said that. Go for it. I was driving today, and I had the weirdest thought. What? Like, road laws are the most interesting laws, because even some of the most severe killer... Or, like, not killers, criminals, they follow those laws. Dude, tickets will fuck you up. Like, almost everybody stops at a stop sign. There's very few people in the grand scheme of how many drivers there are that run stop signs. But I'm sure people who don't run those stop signs are breaking other laws every day. Well, I mean, how many times have you jaywalked? Okay, but jaywalk is, we don't really, that's kind of like a laughable crime. I'm saying, like, some yeah. other some motherfuckers that are robbing a bank, while they, oh, rob, yeah. while they rob the bank, they'll probably break stop the road laws. The well, they'll probably break the road laws. But on their daily life, even though they're bank robbers, they probably still follow the road laws. I thought it's so weird. <laughs> I don't know why that's yeah, the way it, my brain works. It is kind of odd. I don't know, man. It's such a hassle. Even if I robbed a bank and, you know, had, you know, a million dollars in my account, dealing with insurance is enough to make me just not, you know? Right, because they're yeah, actually then, they're actually bigger criminals than anybody else, so... Pretty much, yeah, yeah. You know, if I get in an accident, screw dealing with them. Like, it just is horrible. Right, right. Anyways, yeah, oh, I figured I'd go off on yeah. that weird tangent, but you can get back to what you were saying there. All good, all good. But anyways, John List escaped out to Colorado. His family laying in sleeping bags in his house, rotting away. Uh, nobody really knew. 
Um, all in all, police ended up finding it after a while. I don't remember exactly how long. But uh, all in all, he was gone. Uh, nobody really knew where he was. He went out to Colorado and changed his name, got a job as a chef, I believe. And that was his newfound passion, was actually cooking, of all things, in this little diner. Oh, yeah, bro. And then if he's right next to, like, a funeral home, he can take the bodies and cook those. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. But, yeah, all in all, he was out there, and the only reason he was really caught was they put out one of those shows, like, America's Most Wanted or whatever, you know, kind of that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they put him up there and his neighbor ended up calling him in and he, you know, they went and got him. At this point, he's an old dude. They went and got him. And yeah, uh, he basically said that he was surprised he got away with it for as long as he did. Like he went out there and not expecting to live out there for very long. But uh, he did. Yeah, I wonder why he didn't just run to fucking Mexico or whatever, you know, that would be the smarter option in my opinion. But. Yeah, I mean, he, he really didn't expect to get away with it. And, you know, he left a uh, note in the ballroom, basically addressing to the pastor um, that, you know, God needs to forgive him for what he did because, you know, he's doing it for the greater good of his children, not going to hell. Yeah, that's how God works, so, too. He forgives you for anything as long as you pray to him. You know, that's what I've heard anyways. Yes, pretty much, pretty much. And, yeah, I mean, at least that's what I hear, you know, so... Awesome, man. I, um, I got some questions. I got some follow-up questions on this story here. Knock your socks off. But see, the fun thing about this podcast that I've invited you on is that I almost never give a shit about the topic you're talking about, and instead I twist it to ask you really weird questions. You like, know, that's okay, because I totally bombed that entire story. That's all right. I'm pretty sure that the listeners got the idea. John List killed his family. He was yeah. drowning in debt. He was too stressed out. He wanted to go cook fucking tacos del grande. You know, pretty much, pretty much, yeah, yeah. But here's how this is gonna go. I'm really curious. First of all, why did you pick this topic to talk about? Well, uh, it's just one of those things I've listened to recently on another podcast. Which, if I can do the advertisement, last podcast on the left, uh, go check them out for like the big story, like the big long one. I actually um, bet they put. I actually bet Emily has listened to that. Uh, I don't know if I told you this is Emily and I's podcast. She's just not able to be on right now. Yeah, that, yeah, I get it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, she listens to a ton of murder, mystery, and true crime and stuff. So yeah, yeah, I mean, I totally recommend the show. It, they put a comedic twist on it, so it's actually like dudes who did the research, and then like two dudes that have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. So Are you talking about us? That's the whole point. We don't know what. Well, the fuck we're talking about. I guess I, I guess it's us now, basically. Yeah, so that is us. Royalties. Yeah, okay. yeah. So you were just interested, like, based on listening to another podcast about it. Well, just listening to it, and you know, that was a month ago or whatever, you know, it's just something that was really kind of fascinating listening to the story, and yeah, I, I don't I mean, know. Would you, it, say, would you say that, like, it piqued your interest because you're a little bit curious about maybe doing some murder? You know, I, you know, I have run into hardships lately, and I think Uh-oh. to keep <laughs> my family from going to hell, uh, it might be a viable option. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, actually. I was thinking, you know... If things get too hard, I'll just kill myself, my animals, you know. But kill yourself first. No, 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 the animals. 
No, you're yourself. They'll kill us all at the same time. Gas in the garage. Ooh. There you go. Only actual gas, not just starting my car. That shit doesn't work. Yeah, I know. That's what I heard. I was kind of bummed by it. So would you say John List definitely an idol of yours? You know, he's I don't know if he's someone I look up to, but you know, at this point he is a TV reality star. So, you know, you think the that first season you think of that America's they faked, faked his arrest? Paid him off. Now he's fucking living in luxury. Uh, he died in 2008 in prison due to syphilis, I believe. I bet that that's faked. He didn't die. He did. He's still alive out there somewhere. Still alive. Paid beyond Epstein's Island. Ooh, Epstein's Island. My God. Epstein's, you know, honestly, he, we should, we should take a vacation to Epstein's Island and just see who we find. Wait, do you think that just anybody can go there? <laughs> he still owns uh, it. He's... Yeah, dude, he's dead, you know? No, they actually... I, I think that might be temporarily owned by the government because there's a weird uh, thing going on with figuring out which one of his family members gets the island. So it's like in some weird well, limbo. Okay, well, you know what? If Cubans can ride a pack of coke across the, you know... Gulf of Mexico to the U.S. or land on little islands. I think we can. I think we can venture the other way. And uh, I'm saying I don't think we can land there. I don't think the pilot will because it's private property. The no-fly zone, I bet. Other than Epstein's planes, you know. That just means we got to ride a like a carton of coke. Oh yeah, <laughs> that sounds easy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, drug dealers do it all the time. Send their mules out. Yeah, ride your. Floating pack of coke across the ocean. Yeah, I, dang right. I got it. We should uh, ride motorcycles. <laughs> y- y- have you seen the video? Over the, the ocean. Bike? Yeah, you see, you see yeah, the yeah. video? Oh, yeah. I've watched plenty of those videos. They do it with four-wheelers and uh, snowmobiles, actually. I've seen that in person, the snowmobiles, and that's just insane. That shit's pretty wild, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, we totally could do that. Yeah, we could do that. Why not? I don't see why not. You want to bring one of those videos up real quick and watch that? Sure. Anybody who's watching the video, because there was a video version of this podcast. Anybody who's watching the video version might be interested. So, uh, let's see. We're watching snowmobile or dirt bike. Which one are you interested in the more? Well, shoot, I don't know. I got a snowmobile one. Well, I got it too. I mean, doesn't matter. Boom! Uh, Here you go. Uh, okay, you put it in the watch together. I did. Are you sure? Okay. Yeah, you did. Send that link in the Discord, too. Man, I got Facebook this not dating. This is not it. You didn't put this in here at all. Here, I got it. Turn that off. That isn't it. Turn this audio off. The Facebook ad? <laughs> that wasn't it. You're not in the... You are in here. How did you... You ended up on your own YouTube. It's an ad! No, that wasn't an ad. That was a short... Oh. Here, I got this. We're going to skim through this video. We'll find a spot where you knock your socks off. We'll skim through this sucker. I don't know. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Like, let me just voluntarily. Here, quit hitting buttons if you are. I'm not clicking anything, man. Well, this fucking app is broke on mine. Hit play. Oh, I come on here to be attacked on your podcast. Here we go. How's that for you? Let me just let me just hydro lock my engine real quick. Well, that's the only way to do it. (laughs) <laughs> turn your snowmobile into a boat i'm turning this audio off this audio sucks there we go that's way yeah, better it does fuck 
Okay. No, he's actually yeah, going I, pretty far, too. Like, if you fucked up one thing, you're in the water. You're done for. Yeah, so, like, what do you, what do, you do now? And your like, snowmobile is completely fucked at that point. Why do you not just get a jet ski? Well, this is way, like, more, enter- way more entertaining because it's not made for it. But, like, wh- I think what's that's the why, point? I think that's why pedophiles exist. Because water snowmobiles. Because you're not supposed to... You didn't get the joke there. Water snowmobiles. The water snowmobiles are funny because or are fun because they're not supposed to be on water. And I said that's why pedophiles exist. They're on water because they're not supposed to have sex with kids. So it's more fun. God, you know it's not only pedophiles that are not supposed to have sex with kids. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm not sure you know what you mean. Well, if it's just a regular ass adult. <laughs> That makes them a pedophile, whether they're caught or not. Adults are not pedophiles. Whether they're caught or not, if you're an adult having sex with a kid, you are a pedophile. It sounds like you're rooting for the pedophile here. It was part of the joke. Jesus, take my words out of context, why don't you? (laughs) It's what I'm here to do. All right, man. So I know you've been climbing. Have you been climbing recently or have you not been doing it that much? Oh my god, yeah. I've been doing it as much as I possibly can. Let me hear a little bit about that. What have you done? What's some, uh, gear, oh. what's some, what's some gear situations you've been in? Uh, let's go down that gear hole. Situations. I know that with backpacking and stuff, I know that I can go on probably for a solid three hours on my own just talking about gear. So let's hear about some gear. Let's hear about some different climbs that you've done. Okay, okay. I'm just going to open this up with, if you plan on getting into climbing, if you plan on literally ordering anything from REI... Uh, get the membership it's basically free and just, i spent about two grand without having a membership so kiss my dividends goodbye yeah what uh, is it what is it twenty dollars for a lifetime it's twenty dollars for a lifetime but they give you twenty dollars to spend next time you come in store right yeah and i think so far the only thing that's been worth it to me is that uh that used because you can only get the used shit when you're part of that right no, you can get used. You can get what, used what is stuff. that? The, what is that? The the yard sale. What does they have? They have something exclusive. Yeah, it's like yard sale. Yeah, so like it, I can it, I can bring my gear back to them, and as long as it's not like you know degradable climbing stuff, they'll take it back. Right. That's what like, that is. That's regardless. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like like a thrift kind of thing. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Okay. But yeah. God, the other problem with REI, though, too, is, you know, you get 20 bucks to spend. You can buy yourself, like, a pair of socks. That's it. Like, REI, man, it's ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, no, get your dividends because it's definitely more worth it. Um, I don't know. But, yeah, no, climbing, it's been a flipping adventure, you know, doing a lot more indoor climbing because the rain here, it's just been raining constantly. Yeah, and I've been, I've been out hiking in that shit, so. Yeah, you know, I don't know I don't know what part of you goes, man. I want to go get wet and hike. Well, that's not like you're... <laughs> I'm not going to go there. I don't know, man. Hiking in the rain is a whole different experience. You can't really... Really? You can't really feel it until you've done it. My thighs say no. Wait, are you talking about chafing? Oh, dude, I chafe up the wazoo. Well, First of all, you're covered by a raincoat, so it keeps you semi-dry. If you're wearing the right layers, your base layer is never going to be that wet. Also, you wear body glide. So, what the hell is body glide? Body glide. It's basically a better version of, and by better, I don't mean it works better. I mean it smells and feels better, but it's a better version of like Vaseline, I suppose. 
it's more like putting lotion on your body that then moisturizes your parts of your skin and it lasts for like 12 hours. I put it on my feet before I hike. That way, incredibly sexual. Well, it could be. I think it says don't put it in any surface uh, um, orifices, so probably not sexual. But you could definitely give somebody a hell of a back rub with it. Well, maybe hell of a back rub. I suppose 12 hour whatever. Yeah, but it's made so that you know your skin doesn't stick together. And I put it on my feet. I put my I put it on my feet. Put my sock on. And then regardless to what I'm hiking in, a lot of times I'll do sandals. A lot of times I'll do shoes. If it's raining, I'll do shoes. Do you have wet so. feet? Yeah, wet feet, but the body glide actually. So I wear merino wool socks and then the body glide. Basically, merino wool socks are always going to be moisture wicking. So the moisture is going to stay on the outside of your sock for the most part. And then when your foot does get wet, the body glide makes sure that there's no friction between your foot and the sock. So it actually keeps it nice and smooth and you don't get blisters or anything. So, so body glide is like the consistency of like Vaseline, right? No, it's the consistency of lotion, but it does the same thing as Vaseline. It's like the consistency. So you just like rub lotion on your feet. Yep. Yeah, and then I. But put it, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't soak in though. Uh, it does because it's like lotion. I mean, it does eventually. It takes like twelve hours. <laughs> you don't do this like twelve hours in advance. You do it like right before you go. No, I do it right before I hike. And like if I'm so, camp- it's like having Vaseline on your foot, and then you put your sock on. Yeah, but it feels like lotion, so it doesn't feel like Vaseline. It just does the same thing. And like, yeah, if I if I'm if I'm camping out, right when I wake up before I hike, rub it on then. So, and I'll put that on my foot, and I'll put that, uh, you know, on my taint essentially, where you get that really bad I, chafing at. I could not imagine. You rub putting that, Vaseline rub on the foot and then putting a sock all over on your, and going for a walk. Well, it's not. You're, oh you're imagining God. the wrong thing. Imagine putting lotion on your foot. Yeah, but it doesn't rub in. It's like the it's like no, it, Vaseline where it stays there. Yeah, it feels really good, actually. You, you'd have to try it. It doesn't. Vaseline is just what I'm relating it to because it does the same thing. It isn't Vaseline. That's why people, oh my God. That's why people use Body Glide over Vaseline. That is so weird. Because Vaseline, you get that. Everything, turn, everything gets greasy and gross. Greasy and gross. Yeah, but, yeah, but you don't yeah, get that. You don't get that with body glide. So moist toes. But anyways, so yeah, uh, t- t- talk to me about some climbing gear. I went on a tangent there about backpacking. Like I said, I could talk. Now about I'm stuck on these moist toes. You can't just open up and say you put that on your toes and just you, act like it's okay. You know what a lot of people in the backpacking scene do, but they don't actually. A lot of people don't openly state it because they know they'll be fucking blasted. Uh, a lot of You're people. Fucking blasted. <laughs> yeah, blasted. So I have uh, pretty much unanimous in the backpacking scene that darn tough socks are the best. Have you reused those? No. Well, they're darn tough socks. They're merino wool, and it's $30 for one pair of socks. You ever try smart wool? It's the same shit. It's the stuff. It's the same shit, yeah. It's what, I'm, ta- it's I, what I, I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do enjoy those socks. Yeah, so darn tough. There's $30 for one pair. But then they have a lifetime warranty. So if you get a hole in Ew. them, or if they're too dirty, you bring them into REI, or you send, you mail them in, and they'll send you a new pair. I thought you were gonna like open up with some really controversial shit. No, like, no, yeah, I no, no. This on is, my socks to I haven't prevent got, infection. I haven't got to the controversial part yet. Oh, give me, give me the good stuff. So then, you know, I put body glide on, and I put my darn tough sock on, and that usually that does it for me. You know, that prevents blisters. It keeps my feet nice and uh, yeah, so yep, not friction. Yep. What yep. a lot of people swear on is doing the body glide, and then they do a five finger. You know the you know the five toe sock, toe sock. Yeah, they'll do toe yeah. socks, and then they'll put another sock. 
My mom does the toe socks. They do the toe sock, and then they do the merino wool sock, and they swear, because it keeps your skin from touching it, that you don't get blisters. And I swear to God, those people are retarded. So, Have you, have you tried the toe socks? No, I'm not going to look like that. Are you joking? Well, you put them in your shoe. Yeah, well, I wear sandals. Well, dude, if you ever wear a shoe, give those socks a try, because my mom, like, she is notorious for getting blisters on hikes. Nothing anymore. She can put on 20 miles easy and just not have a blister. It's great. Well, I do that without too. The moist, without the moist, whatever the sauce, your foot sauce you throw in there. Well, I mean, so I would, I don't know. I would, I would probably do the method where I wear a really thin toe sock and then a sock over it. So, How do you feel about meth? Meth? Yeah, you ever done it? That's really relatable to what we're talking about. <laughs> well, you said, you said, uh, my method. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're stretching, buddy, for a segue. <laughs> um, how do I feel about it? Uh, I haven't done just straight up, like, crystal meth. I can't say I have either. Yeah, but I have done, like, it in other forms, I suppose, like pills and stuff, so. I haven't even done that, so good for you, sir. Yeah, I mean, a good chunk of our fucking nation has done it in that form. Meth. Yeah, but I mean, not a lot of people. I I don't know. Actually, I don't know what the statistics are on that, but I don't believe a lot of people are doing like the crystal version of it, which I think is the hardest hitting one. Yeehaw! I guess I don't know. I'm waiting for you to tell me, like, yeah, it's like you know, it's a natural ingredient in like box cake mix or something. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out here. Let's see. Well, like Um... saying they're in cosmic brownies because I mean those things are basically meth. An estimated 12.3 million population have used methamphetamine at least once. Uh, 600,000 people are weekly users of the drug. This is talking. This is talking about the crystal form too. It's not talking about the pills. Okay. Okay. I guess I'm not like a huge uh, drug guy. Like I haven't like you know. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about that I mean, for a second then. Because I've done, uh, if my parents listen to this, I apologize. I've done a lot of drugs. So, well, I mean, I've had the luxury of been given ketamine, like in the hospital. Oh yeah, that's one of the best ones. And like hydrocodone and stuff for you know from the hospital, but like, I know I haven't I haven't gone out like actively searched, you know. So you, yeah, I mean, what about in high school? You ever go to a? Like, I guess I kind of no. already know the answer to this question. Yeah, I already knew that answer. Yeah, I, I'm kind of lame. Well, you did wipe out on a motorcycle, so I think that covers up for all that. That is exactly the reason I had all of that, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you know, just, you know, half my skin existing. Here I am laying in the ER tripping balls on tred- um, ketamine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Ketamine's crazy. It's ridiculous. Well, but medically, I don't know if they give you enough to give you, like, quite the trip well i suppose in your body since you haven't done like anything your body probably wasn't even ready for it so well maybe explain you explain to me like what ketamine you know does for you and i'll kind of i'll kind of lead you well basically uh nothing if i'm being honest like it doesn't do anything for you it does but it's not like a crazy trip or like i'm not super high i i am super high but i'm so high i don't even know i'm just like zonked out just kicking so it basically yeah, it basically just knocks you out. Yeah, but I'm not asleep. I'm like I'm like fully awake, but I'm just like 
Don't want to get you up. Just... Don't want to move. Don't want to talk. Just stuck right there. Okay, so I've definitely had more than that. <laughs> um, like I said, I don't know. I, was... what the, I don't know what the hospital's giving you, so it could be. Yeah, yeah. Different. I was given two doses because it wasn't enough to keep me down. So they they used it to knock me like all the way out and then some. But by two so... by two doses, do you know? Like, how many milligrams they were giving you, for instance? Uh, no, I'd have to go, like, look at the paperwork, and I'm not going to go Because seeing that, as it's, that. like, there's medical regulations, I'm sure they were giving you less than what people are even doing. Uh, like, I, had to, I had to sign my life away before they even touched it. Well, they yeah. Had to, yeah. I mean, they, they read the whole sheet. They're like, yeah, you know, there's a bunch of complications with this. So, like, yeah. So, like, you know, if you if you die, it just, you know, don't sue us. Yeah, you'll be so, fucking zonked. Yeah. They're afraid you're going to be zonked out for the rest of your life. Some people do, though. They fucking just, they do it so much, and then they just fucking never come back to being, like, a regular, active, fucking, like, energetic person. It just takes all the Oh, they're, they were saying it was going to kill me on the table. I'm like, okay. Well, that's pretty cool, yeah. They're overdramatic. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Well, I mean, yeah. You can overdose but, but anyways, on it pretty easy. Well, I mean, they, they monitored the hell out of me. That was the cool part. Like, I couldn't have OD'd, really. Like, it's, you know. So, I'll, I guess I'll just get into it. You know, they they basically gave it to me, and I was like, yeah, Doc, you know, how long does this take? You know, he's like, ah, oh, it takes, like, 15, 10, 15 minutes. I'm like, okay, okay. And, you know, they pushed it, and, like, not even five seconds later, everything started, like, vibrating. And then, like, I pretty much, like, close my eyes and like everything just kind of sort of like closing in on me and uh you know at this point i kind of turned into like an orb and i was like flying through a tunnel it's like you know star wars light speed i was just cruising just as like a light orb through this tunnel every so often i'd see like a table show up or like i would hear something but i couldn't figure out what it was but i had like I had thoughts this whole time. Like, I was like, man, is this what dying feels like? Because it's literally, it's a t- I had a tunnel of light. Like, everything was going by me. Like, I was just thinking of all these different things. And all the, It was all coming to me. Um, as I'm flying down this, like, tunnel. It's like I'd fly into a room and, like, fly out the room. Uh, and eventually... Oh, I was going to pause you for a second. Yeah, go for it. Especially the beginning of how you explained that. It's actually a common thing with ketamine. That's you basically got put into a K hole, what they call it. Yeah. Yeah. And I so mean, like, they, they, you can't they do anything to... with your body, and you can barely feel anything in your own body. But then you end up actually going into like, quote unquote. It sounds stupid because it's not actually this, but quote unquote, a different dimension. Like you don't have any interactions with yes. the world around you. Yeah. Yes. So ketamine uh, works by basically disconnecting your brain from your body. So it literally is just your brain in a playground, and you know, it, like. That's just how it goes. But, you know, going through this, like, you know, it felt like forever. And uh, I started, like, feeling my arm again. And at the time, like, the doctor was, like, scrubbing rocks out of my skin and whatever with, like, basically a green, like, scrub brush you'd use for, like, dishes kind of thing. And, uh, you know, I started feeling it. And, you know, I kept calling the doctor, you know, Mr. Doctor, sir. And I was like, you know, looking at my fiance down, you know, the base of the bed. I'm like, come here. Like, you know, like, you know, I, was, I thought I was dying at this point. I didn't know what the hell was going on. Like, yeah, I man, the you might have been. Just... You might have been, you know. Yeah, like, I, I was so far gone. But uh, I started talking and I, like, I would think something 
and I would just hear it. I wouldn't, I, I couldn't feel myself talking. I had no idea I was like really talking, except for the fact that people would respond. So I thought what I was saying was in my own like dimension kind of thing, and it it was actually real life. And uh, so they gave me a second dose because I was waking up, so they put me back into this whatever. And at this point, I was like, "Doc, I want out. Like I'm I'm over this." And you know they didn't. They just kept doing it. I'm like, "Great." So here I am floating again through space. But at this point, I kind of realized that like this is just my brain. Like I, I kind of became conscious of what was actually going on. And it was just wild. And what exactly were they doing at that point that they put that you gave you ketamine for? Well, so you know, I I got in a motorcycle accident. You know, I slid across the pavement in fifty mile an hour, and so I lost a lot of skin on my hip and on my forearm. And then I also bashed my knee in. My knee looked like hamburger. And uh, so basically, they had to clean those wounds of all the rocks. So I, they were thinking like stitches in my knee, but there wasn't anything there to stitch. So they just had to like crack it open and just flush it out. Um, that's not fun at all. It sounds like but, it would be uh, kind of fun to be honest, but I'm kind of a freak. So yeah, you know, you are kind of kinky like that. So, <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. That's kind of what happened. So they put me back in, and then eventually, you know, I kind of came back to, and everything was like wrapped up and stuff. But now it's like, I look back, I'm like, man, I'm a brain in a skeleton. Like, my body is my body. Like, my consciousness is purely my brain. It's like a little dude in my head, like, operating everything. Like, my body is just my body. It's it's not me. It, it It's weird having, like, an out-of-body experience like that and, like, looking at the world now. Like, I was so thankful looking at life. You get kind of a new perspective. And, you know, you get really thankful for, like, you know, this is how I am. Like, you know, things work well. Like, I'm healthy. You know, like, I'm not just this clump of cells. You know, yeah. I don't know. But is, but is all that worth giving up the life of the bike man? Come on. You know, I, I think it, I think it was more than that. I think you know, I I want to have a family and I want to you know do that kind of thing. In reality, I look back on it and I slid in front of a car that was turning at me. I mean, I could have, like, high-fived his bumper as I went by. And then I also was, you know, rolling down this road, basically. I went in between a stop sign and a wire guardrail. So, literally, if I would have gone a foot in either direction, there's a good chance I would have lost a limb. And it's, like, I didn't, it wasn't my fault. That's, that's the biggest thing. Like, if it was something I did, like, I can justify that. But I wasn't at fault for any of it. Like, this guy literally just turned in front of me. Yeah. And it, it, it's just, it's something I couldn't have prevented and you know that's the majority of motorcycle accidents and looking even back on the time that i have been riding over these like two years or so there's been a lot of times where i've come close to really fucking up so like there was a time i was going down a road and i went to go there's this guy going really slow so i went to go past him on the left hand side you know just little two lane or one lane back and forth kind of road and he was just turning left without a blinker on so i basically whizzed by him as he was starting his turn to where I was passing. So I could have gone over, you know, hood of his car at 85. So it's like things like that, you know, I've had a lot of counters like that, you know, going up North and riding up North around lakes and stuff. It's just, there's a a couple of times where I've ended up in a ditch up there. Um, 
luckily kept my bike upright, but it's like I've come really close many times to something happening. This is just the one time that did. And for as I should say, things went really well for being in a motorcycle accident. I ended up with road rash. Well, you were wearing a sore toe. Yeah, yeah. And my gear, you know, that did absolutely wonders. So I would definitely recommend wearing gear. But, uh, you know, I, I walked away from it with all my limbs, nothing broken, nothing sore, no fractures, no nothing, just road rash. And the other guy's insurance ended up paying for absolutely everything. So, I mean, for a motorcycle accident, totally, totally worth it. Yeah. But yeah. I, I don't want to get back into that situation of like, okay, now I have a kid and I just lost my leg. Like, it's going to be hard to go do things with my kid, you know, if I do that or missing an arm or that kind of thing. I'm not saying I can't do it right, or if I'm not right. here, you know, so it's more, it's more looking at the future and that kind of thing too. Right. Yeah. So my question to you is, is then why are, or is it like, I guess I should know this like answer, but like, why, why are you still going to ride? Um, everything that I do, I know that <laughs> when we're all memeing and hanging out together, I like this crazy motherfucker who doesn't care about anything, but that is, <laughs> that is just a meme. Like I, I legitimately do care about, uh, like my life and the people around me who would care if I did, uh, yeah, yeah. say crash yeah. and die, for instance, mm-hmm. the way that I take risks in my life is a hundred percent calculated. So I never do something that I feel like I wouldn't have control over. And even though there's a high amount of risk, so like riding a motorcycle, sure, there's a lot of risk. You could crash and die. I take that risk into uh, calculation, and I always make sure I'm thinking three steps ahead to make sure I'm as safe as I can be. But then when I'm thinking about like the future, what do I want to do in the future? It, it doesn't stop me from doing that. I don't know if this answer is going to make sense or not, but it doesn't stop me from doing that stuff because what's more important to me I'm a little bit selfish in the way that what's more important to me than the future or what's more important to me than making sure I'm alive for other people is mm-hmm. just making sure that I live the best life while I'm here. Because yeah. if you know about me, like I'm not religious whatsoever. So my time yeah. here is super precious. Whereas people who are religious, like pretty religious, their time here is precious, but not the most precious because they actually have an afterlife to go to where I don't in my mind. So, Yeah. And you know that I kind of, I mean, the point of, like, you got to live your life kind of thing. And, you know, you can't, you can't be safe on everything. And I kind of I recognize that getting into, like, motorcycle and stuff. But I, I, think, I think I've hit the point where, I, like, I've had my time and I recognize that I've had that time. And I think, you know, kind of moving into something else, like picking up climbing. So, you know, like picking up climbing, you know, that, that's something I do. And especially with, you know, our common friend, you know, he, he decided to get out of it too, because, you know, he kind of was like, yeah, you know, it, I guess motorcycling is a huge social thing too. You know, it, it's, that's for sure. Going out yeah. with, yeah, it's like going out to dudes and it's like, you know, missing me now. And he was like, well, you know, like me and him kind of like started riding together. Like that's where we like started was like me and him together. So, like, I can kind of recognize, like, you know, he's like, yeah, like, you know, and then, you know, nothing against you or anything, but it's like, I'm like, yeah, I kind of, like, I kind of get that, you know? Oh, yeah, and I totally agree oh. with you, actually, like, because shortly after I started writing was when I found you guys, 
And yeah. I, I was mostly solo riding before that. And then uh, as yeah. soon as I was invited on a ride with you guys, like we kind of became us three riding together. And then some people yes. would join sometimes. And when yes. both of you guys dropped out, that heavily weighed my decision to sell my motorcycle because as much as I enjoyed riding it still, it wasn't the same without being with the group, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of, that's kind of, you know, where the other guy was too. And, you know, that's kind of something that I look at too. And it's like, I have climbing and I still have kind of the same group of people, but it's something a little bit different. You know, it's relatively, I would think, you know, healthy. So, you know, it's better than going to the gym and just lifting weights, I feel like. And, you know, it's something, A, it's going to keep me healthy, but it's still a little risky. Like, you know, I, I, I don't want to live a perfectly safe life. You just, I don't think you can do that healthy. Yeah, that's too boring anyways, you know, to be honest. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I think I'm think the envelope a little bit is, you know, okay. Um, and I, I think I'm doing that because ultimately rock climbing is I have full control. Um, the only, unless a rock gives out on me, like I have full control and even like something like that happening, like for me to be injured, the whole whole side of a mountain has to come off so it's like i don't know yeah i mean things can go wrong but yeah if they weren't going to i mean half of the fun of rock climbing and i don't know if you'll actually admit this or i mean if you'll agree with this or not i shouldn't say admit like you're like you have to think this but yeah uh half of the fun of rock climbing is like when you're when you're getting close to that top you know not only is it really hard to rock climb like to mm-hmm. actually do the thing but then once yep. you get up to the towards that top part like even though you know you're safe because you're on that you're on that rope and you got somebody belaying you uh you look down and like you know you're as a human you're not supposed to be on the side of this rock this high up so like there's a little bit of yeah. like holy shit this is sketchy and i'm not supposed to be doing this but this is really fun and i am supposed to be doing this you know yeah and you know i you know i do a lot of practice on like you know 30 foot pitches you know so i mean if i fall you know I'll break an ankle or something but nothing really too traumatic but like going to like my first hundred foot pitch, you know that we got to the top and I was just like I don't know. My buddy was just like, yeah, you know, like you you've rigged stuff like this all the time. You know, thirty feet, like what's the difference at a hundred feet? It's the same thing. Like we've been safe, and I mean, I guess the thing with that is I literally have all the control in the world over like how safe things are. Or like I guess motorcycling is I don't have that control. It's it's literally in every other driver's hand except for mine. Yeah, but then when you think about it, it really is like I don't know if you ever did the the motorcycle safety courses because I did I did do those. Okay. Yeah. But and they really do drill it into your head in those courses, and I think it really changed the way that I rode. Because uh, I was riding before I went to them, but I think it changed the way that I rode because they keep telling you like as much as you want to say it's other people's fault, because a lot of times it is like, there's just a lot of bad drivers out there. Yes. And as much as you want to say that you have to continue to remind yourself while you're riding that anything that happens is your fault. And like, even though it might not actually be your fault, it's your fault. That way you're hyper aware to make sure that nobody else is being stupid. Cause if they're being stupid, you should be able to navigate around that stupid person. Yeah. I mean, realistically, you know, I could have, I could have, try taking a different route to get out of my situation, you know, in my accident. But, you know, it, it, I accept that that's what happened. And I accept that, you know, trying to avoid it, like I slid out and, you know, that's on me. And 
but I'm not going to, I guess I'm not going to dwell on the fact of, well, maybe if I had different brake pads or maybe if I, you know, did this or whatever, you know, I, I just kind of accepted that like, Hey, this happens, you know, this is kind of a reality check and you know, this is, this is how it is. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, a lot of people would be in your situation and they would uh, recognize that that happened and then they would uh, yeah. maybe change the way, the way that they're riding or learn from it. But instead yeah. you took the other route that I think is probably less traveled, to be honest, where you just gave up riding kind of. <laughs> I actually think it's the road that's most commonly traveled. I think I think there's, I don't think that there's a lot of people, or I guess I think you hear the story more of like, you know, I was riding and then like my family member, someone, you know, crashed and then I was like, I'm done. Or, you know, like I crashed once, then I'm, you know, I'm done. I think I hear that story more than the guys who are like, yeah, I've been down, you know, three times, you know, that kind of thing. But it, it's how it goes, you know, it's, it's person to person. Yeah, maybe, maybe you're right. I don't know for sure. I don't know, but I, I know that, uh, I guess now I'm into climbing things that I really shouldn't be, but. Hell yeah, man. I, I'm really interested in climbing things that, like, aren't designated climbing. <laughs> like like, building, yeah, like buildings, for instance. Yeah, I know we're working on a permit with a local park to uh, go out and establish some routes um, or that kind of thing. We're, we're kind of looking into that for possibly next year, um, getting out and doing that. But... Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of wild, you know, going to these places because you have the opportunity to climb literally anything that's in front of you. So you can you can choose to you know climb something that you know has been climbed, or you can set up on something else. Like, it doesn't matter. So I mean, it's it's kind of cool. It's kind of like an adventure, in a sense. But a lot of a lot of a lot of risk. But you got to live a little. Yeah, have you ever uh, thought about base jumping? You know, skydiving, base jumping, and even even bungee jumping. Like, you know, there there's a place for it, but it, I've never been, I've never looked at them as like, yeah, I want to do that. Like, I just don't see the point. Like, it sounds crazy. I want to do like indoor skydiving where it's like a wind tunnel, because I mean that just looks like fun. For me, jumping out of a plane or jumping off a bridge or, you know, doing that kind of thing, I'm very just like, yeah, that's not my, you know, like, just not, I, I just don't understand. Yeah, I've been considering jumping off a bridge my whole life, so. I mean, I get that. You know, people, <laughs> people do do that too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, yeah. It, I one time, yeah, I one time watched a person jump off a bridge, so. That was interesting. You watched a person jump off a bridge? Yeah. Is that what hurt you? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't pleasant, but it didn't hurt me. Yeah, I, I wouldn't imagine it would be pleasant. I mean, I go down the deepest, darkest parts of the internet, too, so I'm not really shocked by anything. Why? Well, I, I mean, I, like, I, I write novels and I write songs, so I like to sort of kind of investigate the dark side and then uh, kind of maybe put that into some fiction sometimes. You know, bring it out to light for us normies to... Yeah, read. I mean, the best fiction that you'll ever read comes from some of the darkest truths, so... That, is, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. I mean, they say, really? they say that life is often stranger than fiction. They're not joking. 
Well, it, you know, it, they've also, there's a saying, basically, I don't know what the saying is, but it's basically stating that, you know, we have so many people here on earth that anything you can tangibly think of has probably already happened or is going to happen. Um, you know, it, so if I say there's probably a monkey stabbing a dude in Taiwan right now, uh, it probably is or has already happened. Like, you know, and it, yeah, I, yeah. I kind of, I kind of believe that you know you know somewhere someplace somehow I'm sure there most of the things that we could come up with have happened. Yeah, I could imagine that. In fact, don't they say? Oh, it's that they say that about ideas, like creative ideas too. It's sort of like if you think that you if you think you have a good idea that's original, it's like a ninety nine percent chance that it's already been done. It's not original. Well, I mean, look at, like, the movies that are coming out, like, these days. Like, the majority of them, I feel like, are remakes of old movies. Or, like, you know, you get, like, the saga of, like, 1, 2, 3, 4. I mean, look at Fast and the Furious. They're on fucking 9 right now. That's just the same like, movie. Who... Yeah, but, over. like, who... Yeah, yeah. So, like, there's... There... I feel like, especially in Hollywood and, in, like, the entertainment industry, it's really hard to have, like, a unique idea and then follow through with it. Yeah, it's almost impossible. That's what I'm saying. Like, for instance, yeah. podcasts. Now there's so many fucking podcasts. You, you almost can't think of an original idea. So, yeah, no. I mean, at this at this point, like, the, especially like the last year with COVID and everything, I'm like a lot of people. I feel like kind of picked up those things that are they don't take like a huge. They don't have like a gatekeeping cost to them, you know. So like rock climbing like outdoor rock climbing you gotta buy like all this gear and you know you're probably gonna be into it for 1500 bucks for you know right good climb anywhere kit versus you know like a podcast you know for like you and me we both have a computer with a microphone chop chop i mean i put a little more money into it i put a little more money into it than that but yeah most most people most people can just have a phone and they can record a podcast yeah that so it's like it's like photographers who use their iphone like there's no it's not really a barrier to get into it you know podcast so i feel like there's been a lot of those like podcasts and stuff kind of popping up and like youtube's another great example you know a lot of people making videos with their phone and making it big on youtube that's how it goes yeah there's dumbasses like me who clip every headshot they've ever had in destiny and put it online there you go and if it works for you (laughs) it works for you like that's okay like that's great you know then you can then you can yell at you know other people on any game ever that your YouTube channel is way better than theirs. <laughs> yeah, my YouTube channel is not even like fantastic, and I don't have that many subscribers. I don't even upload anymore, but it's already better than ninety percent of people who have one. So yeah, so like you know you have bragging rights, and that's okay. And yeah, I don't know. I think Hollywood is just so donezo, if that makes like any sense. Like, yeah, I don't like at this point, just giving up on Hollywood. It's like, I don't watch TV much anymore either. It's like all the shows are basically the same goddamn thing. Speaking of, uh, speaking of Hollywood, I'm going to show you this, show you this right here. Watch together. We're going to go to the watch together. I'm low key cutting my, uh, low key cutting my, uh, Compressions off my leg. Oh yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. Well, these are the compressions I wore 
with my accident and uh, uh, right, yeah they were, they were, like cut off of me but they, it was like only like the bottom edge of them so like i still have them but like they just kind of fray every so often so i just kind of keep cutting them shorter until they're too short oh interesting all right yeah, you you in the you in the fucking watch together yeah i see a snowmobile yeah this is legitimately made by marvel this is one of this is their clip it is not edited in any way okay I'm Agent Mobius, by the way. How long have you been here? I don't know. It's hard to say. You know, time passes differently here in the TVA. What does that mean? You'll catch up. So it's a basic bitch elevator scene. Hold on. Right here. Just listen to this part. It's not edited whatsoever. Okay. This is the first time for me in the Marvel Universe. They They uploaded that. (laughs) Is it the first time he's been in the Marvel Universe? Yeah, but you you don't find anything weird about the way he's saying that. <laughs> it's complete. Play it again. It's totally edited by Marvel. Like this is Marvel's video. Why did they yeah, upload play it, it again? That way? And this is the first time for me in the Marvel universe. They- it's so cut up. I don't know why either. It's it's literally it's edited by them. They make Hollywood budget films. Yeah, I don't. One more time. <laughs> Listen, listen to how chopped every word is its own cut. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> this is the first time for me in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> me in the Marvel Universe. I can't really. I, I don't know why they would do that. It sounds god awful. <laughs> yeah, but I think so. Here's the here's the thing, too. It's like, you know, video game development. You know, when you have like a number that like scrolls up to a number instead of just like instant change. It's little things like that that a lot of people don't notice, like, or don't, whatever. So I bet that's what it was, is they were just trying to, like, they didn't think anyone would really notice. And I'm sure the majority of people don't. The first, the first comment is, this is the first time for me in the Marvel Universe. Great editing, guys. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you, I mean, to be honest, you, like, until you pointed it, like, until I listened to it again, I didn't notice it. Uh, maybe it's because so, maybe it's because I edit, I edited videos so so yeah, much from my yeah, YouTube yeah. that like I noticed it the first time I listened to it. <laughs> yes, yes, you know people you know kind of notice that a little bit differently, and I don't know. That's just it's so weird. They're clearly but getting I guess more, I... they're clearly getting pretty lazy in the Marvel universe. To be honest, though. <laughs> well, I mean, they after like Infinity War and Endgame, it's like where do you? Where do you go? I mean, you kind of go into the backstories of these people that, you know, used to be, you know, third characters, basically, you know, kind of like side people. Although I, I am interested to watch Shang-Chi. Oh, yeah. But that's, I also know nothing about Shang-Chi. Just the trailer looked kind of nice. So I was like, eh. Yeah. But I mean, usually they make a pretty good trailer, except for that one. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And I mean, and to be fair, like I haven't watched the rest of that, so I don't know. Maybe the maybe the rest of it's good. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. But all I know is that Marvel, Marvel gets that. Marvel gets annoying because they're just going. They just have an excuse for everything by saying, "Uh, the Marvel universe is infinite." Blah 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 possibilities, and then they just they make an excuse for every story plot they have. It doesn't even need to make sense. They just they just use the Marvel universe excuse. It's an infinite revenue stream. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it definitely is. I mean, let's be let's be real. I mean, that's what it is. It's just the revenue stream for these guys. 
got to find myself an infinite revenue stream. I mean, you're working on the podcast here. We got uh, OnlyFans uh, ASMR with Taco Bell. Hell yeah! So, <laughs> hey, I'm gonna say yeah. I'm gonna say this right now. Okay, if yep. if this podcast signs a big contract, I'm gonna give you some money. Oh, you are? Oh yeah, I'm gonna be handing you wanna, shit you wanna, agree, you wanna agree on five percent? Oh no, no no no! I'm not agreeing on five percent. Two percent. No no, this is not what we're doing right now. <laughs> I'll okay. give you. I'll give you some money. I'll okay. gladly. I'll, uh, I'll gladly be liberal with my money if I become rich because I don't need that money. I need that money to buy better backpacking gear, and then I need that money to supply me for six months while I go backpacking. That's another thing too, like money. Like the people who are like, I I read this thing and it was basically like the people who are you know the people that are rich, but think of all the people that we don't know that are like rich, rich. Like because the if oil you people that, that hide. Like the... <laughs> Like, well, if you have enough money and you're that rich, you can afford to be anonymous. Yeah. So, like, you know, we, we know, we, we know, we know, you know, Jeffrey Bezos and you no, know, yeah, we Tim say, Cook and all these people. We say Jeff Bezos and we say Elon Musk, like they're the richest men in the world, but no, in there's reality, probably some not. Russian dude. There's probably some Russian dude wrestling a tiger right now who's just rat. Right here, right here in America, of. right here in America. All the heads of yeah. like oil companies, they're completely yeah. anonymous and they are s- extremely wealthy. They're disgusting wealthy. It's it's a hell of a. By the way, what what makes you think that Russia is wealthy? Like you're talking about Russian men being wealthy. I think that there's only one really wealthy Russian man, and it's fucking Putin. Okay, to be fair, yeah, bad bad choice of country. It's like choosing North Korea. Yeah. Well, I mean, but... have you have you heard the stat that like, if you make. Yeah, if you make $30,000 a year, right? Which is like, that's pretty average, I'm going to say, for America. Here or yeah, like here, or in here, Russia? here in America? Well, because okay. the stat's going to make more sense when I finish. But I feel like $30,000, okay. that's pretty easy to obtain in America. $30,000 okay. a year. Uh, if you make $30,000 a year, you are in the top 1% income bracket for the world. You know, I, I kind of believe that. And I feel like, I feel like... So that really tells you how rich America is. Yeah. It's so easy to obtain a $30,000 a year job. Well, there's also a lot of people who, you know, claim like the American dream is dead and, you know, you know, America is, you know, the worst country. You know, I feel like, you know, there are some things to change and, but I, I honestly feel like the American dream is still thriving. And I feel like, you know, it is pretty darn tangible to get yourself, you know, a tangible, thirty thousand dollar like a livable wage. And you know, people people, you know, always complain, you know, fifteen or, you know, twelve dollars or whatever whatever the fuck the amount is, you know, isn't a livable wage. It'd be I, fifteen because I think they're trying to raise the minimum wage to fifteen. So and I think they want an iron I don't know exactly for sure. But 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 basically I, I think you know I think lost my train of thought. I know what you're saying, but I think that a lot of that, a lot of that, um, the people that are saying that, I think a lot of that's coming from people who are working, um, you, you know, at part-time jobs. Uh, I think that in Minnesota, like, it's nine dollars or something is the minimum wage, right? Uh, yeah, probably it's like nine twenty-five. And, and so, like, if you're making nine twenty-five or something, you're working. It's got to be higher than that. I feel like it is, but whatever. If you're making nine twenty-five working at McDonald's and you're only getting, you're getting less than. Well, what's part time? It's it's less than thirty two hours oh. a week. So if you're if you're well, he, getting that, you're not making a good chunk. And I feel like a lot of people are kind of stuck in that spot. 
Well, I think you could go I get think, a factory job, I suppose. But well, even McDonald's right now they're starting at thirteen dollars an hour. So when I I used to work at McDonald's and at that time it was like four they were higher like fourteen year olds at like that nine dollar whatever. But as you like got older, so like by the time you got sixteen, because before sixteen like you couldn't operate the grills, you couldn't really be in the kitchen. Yep, yeah, I mean so the kitchen kitchen, just... kitchen workers get more, right? Yeah, I worked at McDonald's once. No, <laughs> they no. Oh, that's how they did it. The one I worked at. Oh no, ours didn't. Ours they were just older, so they got paid more because they're like older like because yeah. i when i would when i started there i was under 16 so i all i did was take orders and but like now i see signs yeah they're starting at people at like 13 and it's like damn but i think a lot of the, i think a lot of the times the people who are in those positions and the people who you know think the american dream is dead i think i think there's also some financial responsibility to it too i guess you know there i see a lot of people who are like yeah i can make the payment on that loan and you know they get a loan that they really can't afford. They yeah, realize it, you know? that's so one of the biggest. That's one of the biggest problems with our country as a whole. It, it's not even like anything about income. It is actually yeah. like people are tricked a lot, and it's not even really their fault. It's just like a lot of people are ignorant, and that's just what it's like to be a human. That's just what it is. So like a lot of people aren't taught about finances, and so they make yeah, really a, poor a... financial decisions. Yeah, there's a super bad, like, financial education. Because, you know, for, like, my high school, I mean, the only thing they taught us was um, how to fill out a check. That's what I was about to say. That's all I learned, too. But I actually I mean, specifically I have, I haven't, seeked out business classes and financial classes. So, Like, I haven't, I haven't written a single check. And that's the most probably, you know, 2020 thing to say. You've never like, written never a check? Read, I don't even carry cash, man. Like, I, I just don't. Well, I don't carry cash I, either, but I write checks every now and yeah. again. No, I don't. I electronic payment for everything. But it's, I think, you know, the fam, or the financial education, what, it sucks. But I think also, uh, I think, my, like, my specific upbringing had a lot to do with it. So, like, my parents, I didn't know this until I had to fill up my FAFSA for high school or for uh, college. My parents are really, really well off, like for, I guess, you know, your average American, whatever. But I always thought growing up that we were dead in the middle, if not below the middle. My parents, I learned basically, they saved more than anything else. They, they didn't live a flashy life, but they had money put away that when they wanted to go do something they would just be like yeah we can we can like do that so like for me like hockey like one year i decided i want to play hockey hockey gears were donkulously expensive and they were like yep we're just gonna go buy you a whole bunch of hockey equipment and like by the time i was done i was wearing probably two grand in gear alone and a lot of people don't play hockey because of the cost and i think and i think that kind of mindset of you know kind of you can make a lot of money doesn't mean you need to spend that money or like I you know I make you know X amount I don't need to spend that X amount you know there's there's things that ultimately you need to save for and I think I think that's different for me I think there's a lot of people that grow up in the family that you know who are living paycheck paycheck to paycheck and they think you know like this is what I have and you know that kind of thing so I think I think that kind of was my financial education and it's yeah I mean it wasn't until a couple of years ago I learned how tax brackets work I mean it it's yeah, that's not common knowledge by anybody, though, unless you're specifically looking at taxes. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. But I mean, we can talk about financial education, and I believe that is a big part of why a lot of people don't have money. But a good yeah. a good chunk of people actually do get fucked, and it's oh, just yeah. like not a choice of their own. But yeah, and, and also let's talk about the fact that rent is legit theft. So, <laughs> I mean, it's far think... too expensive, and it goes up. It goes up every year. Everybody's rent goes up. Because property taxes go up every year, but they don't go yes. up by that much. Literally, rent's yes. going up by $100 a year, or I mean $100 a I th- month sometimes. I think rent actually has its place in the world. Yeah, but not at the like, prices that some places will charge. Nope, I, I still think so. Hot take here. I think, I think rent, because I don't see rent as, like, I don't look at rent. Like, so, like, right now I'm renting. I know that I'm not going to be here forever and well yeah I you wouldn't you wouldn't want to rent forever that's a bad decision unless you're like always traveling yeah. constantly but then you'd be so yeah 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 but you know i think there's a lot of people you know who whether they lose their house or you know they are just starting like me getting in, getting into a rental is awesome because now you can you pretty much have the freedom to go look and still have a place to live i don't think you know i know there's a lot of people who just rent their whole life well, you're you're kind of you're kind of fresh. You just like you're kind of fresh and moved out on your own, so it's kind of a different experience for you. But as somebody who has owned a house, sold that house, and now I'm renting again, rents it's crazy theft. It's way yeah, too it's, like it's way my, too expensive. They're making they're making a hundred and ten percent profit on you. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think you know you. I think it's just, it sounds crazy. It's kind of like any other business model, I guess. Like it, it, it's kind of like consumer beware. Like you have choice, but you don't, you don't have a choice to, to live. Like you don't have a choice to like for me, for me right now, like I have no choice. I have to rent this place. Like I don't have to rent this place, but I have to rent. And almost all the rent in this area is overpriced. So then I would challenge you to look at a different area. Yeah, that's then further away from my house, which then I have to pay in gas. I commute like 45 minutes to work every day. Yeah. And it, that cost comes nowhere near my like my rent payment. Like even if I was splitting this with like a couple people, like it still wouldn't come anywhere close to my like rent payment. I, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not denying that I don't pay a ton for rent. Like I pay way more than I should for rent. But I also intend on buying a house here. But I'm 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 mostly saying like the reason that rent is kind of theft is because even the cheapest, the slums, like the shittiest apartments, even in the worst locations, rent is still way too expensive for a thing that is a necessity. It's just like it's just like insulin. Like our insulin in America is oh, insulin is far broken. far too expensive for a thing yeah, that is literally broken. that is literally needed. Like some people are born yeah. born. And they already need insulin. And yeah. they jack them prices away. It's kind of similar to that because we, we have to live. We have to have a place to live. And not everybody has the option of living with their parents or living in a house with somebody that owns it. A lot of us are stuck yeah. to landlords that own these properties. And, and a lot of them are money-making machines. Like in our area, it's one, it's, it's one fucking rent. It's like two, two rent companies that own everything. Yeah. It's absurd. I mean, I mean, ultimately, yeah. I mean, ultimately, the rent. I mean, it, it is a business, and I mean, that's what it, that's what it is. It's a business. But, but there can be a money. business, and then there can be a good business, and there can be a scummy business. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't know. I think, There's no I, reason I think to defend a scummy business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe I am too fresh to the whole world. I guess. Well, because I was the if, same. I was the same way when I first moved out of my parents and I got an apartment with uh, my current fiance at the time. I didn't mm-hmm. even. I didn't care how much it costed. I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm on my own. I can do whatever the fuck I want." You know. Oh, I I definitely cared what I what I paid. You know, I I could have gotten you know a really really nice place for you know fifteen hundred bucks. Well, I'll tell you what, month. when I first moved out, I didn't get a really nice place, but I still wasn't looking at the total. I, I was looking at the total because I wanted to make sure I could afford it, but yeah, but I wasn't really paying that much attention to the total. I was like, I can afford this and I'm going to be on my own. I don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. I, but, guess, you the, know, I guess the and, part that I'm missing is I didn't, I haven't been in that. It's like even college, like I lived at home during college and I moved out after I had like my adult paying job. So I kind of missed that, like living as a college student, broke as hell, with three other guys in a two-bedroom apartment. Well, I also skipped you know? that, so. Yeah. I never, so, I never I mean, lived that life either, but I'm just saying, I got on my yeah. own. and It can sometimes blind you, just being able to do whatever you want, living in your own place, can sometimes blind you from the other problems with it. Because I, yeah. I remember, it was the year, the year I got married to her, we were looking at our rent, we got our, because our, they send you a statement in the mail, and it says, hey, you want to re-up your lease? Here's how much your new rent's going to cost. And I remember us looking at it. We had a good chunk of money saved up, and we looked at the total of our new rent, and then we were looked at how much it would cost us to buy a house. A, by the way, a $250,000 house, not just like oh, yeah. a cheap yep. house. It was like a pretty nice house. And the rent was, five, well, rent, the mortgage was $500 cheaper than our rent would have been. Does that include escrow? Yeah, that was in escrow. So, I mean, and you, we got to tack on utilities. So, tack on a couple hundred bucks for utilities. Utilities were cheaper in the house than the apartment. <laughs> and it was a four bedroom house. It's so stupid. And it had central air and heat. Yeah. So, I guess that that helped a lot because the fucking AC units, the wall AC units kind of take up a lot of energy. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. So, like, I mean, my parents were like, yeah, you could just buy a house too. And I'm like, well, then I don't, ha- I don't have flexibility. I think, I think rent is. Part of that too is well. What do you mean you don't have flexibility? So, like, if I if I if I buy a house, like you have to live there for three years. Two for two sales years. tax. Two years. Is it two years? Yep. Capital Anyways. gains tax. Yeah. Yeah, but you have to you have to live there long enough for that. And like, I don't plan. I got, so my fiance needs to graduate college, and then basically then we'll figure out a place to live. So like, I didn't want to buy a house now to be screwed when she graduates kind of thing i wanted that flexibility and i was willing to pay for that flexibility so like yeah now, no, that's know, fair but you're still here. like i said you're still pretty early on like for me right now buying a house honestly is a better investment than throwing my money away at rent yes so like if you know if my fiance lived with me and you know that was kind of thing yes buying a house would be a way better investment and my parents you know like i talked to them about that too and you know they they were like yeah our first house was a 400 dollar like rent payment like you know every day like every every month there would be under $600 living expenses and I'm paying almost a thousand dollars in just living expenses every month. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I know that I'm financially, it's not a good investment at all because that money is literally gone. Yeah. It just disappeared I, didn't go I, into anything. Yeah. Yes. But I have, I have the flexibility now. Yeah, that makes sense. But it, like I said, like still early on, I I didn't mind paying rent back then. That's what uh, that's the point I was kind of making. I didn't mind paying rent back then because I was still trying to yeah. figure out where I wanted to be, what I wanted to do. 
And which I, I mean, the argument could be made that now I still am because going through a divorce and selling my house kind of made me think about. Yeah, I I sort of live my life in a different way than I used to. So. Yeah, I mean, for me, I I think that's what definitely differs us. I have a plan right now set in front of me. Like I have like a basically like a one two three plan of where or what I'm gonna do and like where I'm gonna be. The like literally, unless I lost my job tomorrow. It's, it's just how it's going to be like that plan. So, or unless COVID comes and I can't buy a house, you know, there's that. Yeah. Too. Yeah. All you got to do is you got to get, uh, got to get married, buy a house and then get divorced, sell the house and then you won't have a plan anymore. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to yeah. skip a couple <laughs> steps in there, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I still want to move out of the state. So that's kind of why I'm still renting because I could have bought a house right after selling my other house. And just and bought a house on my own, you know. But part of me was like, I think I want to move out of the state. So that's kind of what influenced me to rent a little bit. Yeah. So like you, you still have that flexibility, which is nice too. Yeah, because I still might move out of the state. So I'll probably end up renting for like three years while I make up my mind to what I want to fucking do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That. Well, I mean, if you're looking, you know, if you kind of know that you have three years, then it might be worth it to buy a house and then. Could be. Put some work Could into be. It and then flip it. But I'm already in this lease, so that's already a year gone. Yeah. So, so then, then I would have to. Oh well. Buy a house, and then I have to wait two yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. I, in the middle of that, I might go backpacking. So then owning might a house, honestly, owning a house while backpacking would be better than renting. It would be cheaper for me. Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> Way cheaper. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I don't know. I think. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of weird things in this world and the way they work, but I mean, everything is a business, and I think I think that's a lot of it. I think everything is a business. It just depends on how greedy people are for money. Yeah, and you know what? Hey, that circles us back around. You know, talking about how everything's a business, that really loops it all back around to uh, you know us turning this into not a podcast, but an OnlyFans or a Pornhub Taco Bell. You know what I'm saying? A taco. It's an ASMR Taco Bell OnlyFans. Perfect. So that's how we're going to loop that around. Purely, purely for the profit. Awesome, man. Well, hey, you've been a really, really good host. So I'm, I'm glad you could come on and uh, enlighten us with your fantastic hosting abilities. Oh, good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of You Are the Host. There is a video version of this podcast up on YouTube. And you can also get this wherever your podcasts are. Please leave a review if you enjoyed it. And of course, as always, you guys are the host. So thanks a lot.